You're listening to KWBU-FM Waco. I'm Michael Haggerty. For more than 35 years, Billy Joe Shaver has been writing and singing country music. I've been to Georgia on a fast train, honey. I wouldn't yesterday. Born in Corsicana in 1939, a Hank Williams concert he attended as a boy inspired Shaver to pursue music, but he put it off. After a stint in the Navy and a sawmill accident that claimed most of the fingers on his right hand, Shaver was forced to get busy making music, and he hitched a ride to Nashville on a cantaloupe truck. Now, dozens of albums later, Shaver, who lives in Waco, is looking back at those three decades of honky-tonk blues with a new book titled Honky Tonk Hero, and he joins us now. Thanks for coming by. Mm-hmm. Now, you've lived in Waco for years and have called Central Texas home for even longer. What is it about this area that captivates you as opposed to, say, a Nashville or Austin? I don't know. It must be just like an old lizard or something. You know, they, you wonder why they like the desert. I guess I'm just equipped for this part of the world. I don't know. Reading through your new book, uh, Willie Nelson is quoted in the, in the book's jacket saying that uh, you're one of the best songwriters alive today. What does it take, first of all, to write a good song? That might be a big question, but what does it take? Well, for me, I have to really be inspired now. Now, I used to, when I first started uh, writing commercially, I'd written all my life, though, since I was a little kid. used to sell newspapers and sing songs and make them up and stuff. But but commercially, when I started uh, writing, to to make a good song, inspiration is quite a bit. But when I first started, my well was so full, they just came out just... Just rushes of them, and I had I, it, it liked to kill me trying to stay up with them because I'd have to write them to make sure that I got them. And that was before these little mini cassette recorders and things like that. Now I can kind of, kind of snag the 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 heart of the thing and and stick it on there. But I never go back. I don't know why. I guess I got millions of uh, tapes that I just never went back to. But some of some every once in a while I'll go back and get one. But it has to be something that really knocks me down now because I'm a master of uh, writing uh, songs and, and it's it's easy for me to do. I can write a song about a bug, I guess, but it has to be something that kind of pretty much moves me and uh, and then I'll get on it and I'll write it probably in five minutes, but no telling how long the feelings and things have been running around in my, my heart and soul, mind and body. Looking at the book, uh, almost half of the book is devoted to song lyrics the book includes all the lyrics to every one of your recorded songs why was that something important that uh, you and the publishers decided yeah well the reason i actually wanted that too and uh brad reagan helped me with this book and he wanted that too and and i think it's a good deal because uh, a lot of the young groups are doing my songs and they're getting the words wrong and that always kind of upset me and and uh now they can they can look at those words and get them right is that uh, an honor, or uh, how does it feel to have other groups kind of uh, taking on your songs? Oh, that's quite an honor, because I'm a songwriter. Of course it is, yeah. When you say they get the, the lyrics wrong, does that does that bother you at all? I mean, it, <laughs> yeah, it bother me, because <laughs> sometimes they get them real wrong, you know. But in part, though, no, I can't complain. I mean, I don't want them worried about what they say. Sometimes they do something that's pretty much as good or better. The book has a picture on the front, uh, a black and white of you standing in an open doorway mm. when you're much younger. And on the back, you recreate that pose more recently. Mm. Uh, what's changed about you as a person in the time between that front cover and the back? <laughs> Not much of nothing, really. I I became a born-again Christian, of course, but but I'm still I'm still a little rough and rowdy. I, I don't know. I guess it hit me a different way. And uh, everybody's an individual, and that's what we all got in common. So I guess... 
I'm just a different kind of Christian. Well, I was a different kind of guy anyway, so I ain't, I ain't shocked by it. One of the things I noticed in that photo, uh, this is just maybe a side note, but I noticed in the photo you're wearing the same belt that you were wearing in the original photo and the same belt that you're wearing today here in the studio. Yes. Uh, I've replaced the leather many times. But my my sweetheart, my wife, gave that to me when I was 21 years old. It's actually made like a saddle girt. She made it herself and took that thing off her favorite saddle and made that for me. And it's, I haven't seen another like it. I imagine I will now, but I've never ever seen another like it. I, and I'd just die if I lost it. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so attached to that belt, but I am. On that note, talk about your wife a little bit, Brenda. Mm-hmm. What kind of influence did she have on your music? Well, all, most of my songs were actually written trying to get back in the house. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> and then the rest of them were written trying to stay alive. <laughs> so that, she had a lot to do with it. Oh, she was a wonderful woman. Uh, she was about as wild as I was, kind of. She was young. We were both young. And, and uh, she was a cowgirl, of course. And... And I uh, I got heavy into being a cowboy when I met her and, uh, and breaking horses and things like that. And, but I never was uh, good enough to be a rodeo cowboy, I don't think. She she was a wonderful woman. I loved her so much. We we parted so many times over just nothing hardly, and and uh, we didn't we didn't physically fight, but we'd mentally beat each other up and. And uh, but I got to spend the last three and a half years with her, and married her again, and spent those last three and a half years with her because she was bedridden, she had cancer, and I got to tend to her like she tended to me. Of course, nowhere near as good as she was. When you wrote those songs to try and get back in the house, did it work? <laughs> yeah, it always worked. But I'd always have to write another. See, the same one wouldn't work. <laughs> wouldn't work twice, and I'd have to write another. And uh, and I got quite a catalog from that which ones were the ones that you wrote for those situations uh i couldn't be me without you was one <laughs> and uh oh uh couldn't be me without you and then uh just because you asked me to but things are right with me and you that's all that matters and i'll do anything you ask me to Amtrak and ain't coming back, and uh, oh, old chunk of coal. I'm just an old uh, chunk of coal now, Lord. But I'm gonna be a diamond someday. It didn't really get me back in the house, but uh, uh, ride me down easy got me back in the house. Uh, I, I just just putting there all of them. Just putting out all of them. It's been half a decade now since your wife passed away, and you found love again, and uh, you're tying the knot again. I'm marrying a girl from Waco here named Joanne Mathis, and uh, on April 8th, out Cameron Park, we're going to be barefoot and blue jeans, I guess. And if unless a truck or something runs over me, I don't know. Well, best of luck in the new marriage, and uh, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us today. Thank you. Singer, songwriter, and country music legend Billy Joe Shaver. His new memoir is entitled Honky Tonk Hero. I'm Michael Haggerty, and you're listening to KWBU FM. More information on this story at our website, kwbu.org. I'm 
Send the children on a fast train, honey. I wasn't born no yesterday. I ain't good Christian raisin. 